on this week's episode of Third and Forever. Kevin and I preview the Super Bowl. Then we got a few other news things to talk about, more coach, coach hirings, but other than that, mainly Super Bowl talk. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, we're back in the OG days. We are without producer Jake today. Yeah, it feels uh, feels naked to yep. be here without him, but uh, we're pushing through. We're pushing through. So today, as I, as I talked about in the intro, we're going to be spending predominantly all talk about the Super Bowl here. We didn't preview it last week because we had this week to do it because we're not going to talk about the Pro Bowl other than what an absolute joke it is now. I mean, it, it, it's glorified I would, I to have, touch. I have hours of Pro Bowl it's content so prepared. I don't it's, understand. I'm and worried it, now. And it's peak Vikings Twitter that we had that there was actually people being like, oh, look, Kirk Cousins throws an interception. Here it is. And like that became, I think, a talking point the last week, even though he's one of the most like non- interception throwing well, quarterbacks and it, like, that's and it a started, knock against him like, it started in the skills challenge though yeah with a video of him actually missing quite a few throws which right. and i don't I, I take that with a grain of salt i'll be the first one to jump on the you know anti vikings joke well because it's minus three but, points like for every pick you throw well and it's it's minus points and also it's a fucking pro bowl yeah, skills challenge like it's <laughs> like, not like he's not approaching this with the same level of focus oh, and intensity that he would be you know, on third and seven in, in a playoff game they're, or something. They're like, just so like dug in, like Kirk haters are so dug in now where they, they absolutely have to jump on every little thing yeah. because it's it's their brand. Like well, that's their identity. Well, and this is a very big off season for them because yeah. they could get what they want. Yeah. So they're very yeah. active right now. Yeah. And and so like everyone, even now, like uh, we'll, we'll talk about, I guess we'll, why as well just go through some news now and we'll end the majority of this episode with the pro bowl or with the super bowl talk. Um, we're not going to mention Jim Harbaugh except for this sentence right here. And then that's, that's it. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, it, we, it's not made official. We, we officially have like of the eight openings, seven of them are made official. Um, one of which has the asterisks there just because we have to wait until Monday, uh, to talk about until after the super bowl to announce that Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator, who was a major, you know, big name other, he was the biggest, like the leading candidate for majority of the process with the exception of like those like five days of when Harbaugh was Harbaugh mania, Harbaugh mania that came in for from on Saturday to Wednesday. Um, But Kevin O'Connell has been the leading candidate. He will be announced as the next head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. I believe the 10th in our franchise. I think that's what it is. Um, 10th head coach in our franchise history. He's 36 years old, you know, from the McVay tree, which, we have the Super Bowl we'll talk about is a McVeigh Bowl. I mean, like it, yeah. it's it's I mean, every Super Bowl for like from now on kind of has like a 75% chance of, of being, being a McVeigh Bowl. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like he's just so prevalent. Yeah, like he, he and it's it's something that like it's funny that we've gotten a guy from the McVeigh coaching tree getting to the Super Bowl before Bill Belichick's, which is kind of crazy, but also not the not crazy to think about because I feel like Bill teaches guys enough to be successful, but never yeah. enough to well, like, yeah. Sean, Sean McVay is sauce. like, is like the Jedi where he kind of spreads his knowledge around. There's a whole bunch of them running around. Yeah. 
And Bill Belichick is the emperor who just has this <laughs> string of guys that go out on their own and get killed. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, like they're, they're good enough to hold a job maybe for them for a while, but yeah. then as, as soon as it really matters, they fall on their face. So, and a lot of times they come crawling back. Yeah, exactly. Which we've seen with Joe judge. Now yeah. he's going back in a role with the Patriots because of course. Um, so the other hirings, uh, the dolphins kind of went outside the box. Like this is a guy that, you know, he he just has such a. This is like a weird trendy pick. Yeah, like like, like and that's something too. Like it, it, he's an extremely bright guy. We talked about Mike McDaniel as like some guy that kind of came out of nowhere this cycle. I, I hadn't heard of this guy yeah. before like three weeks ago. He's basically followed Kyle Shanahan around like ever since Kyle Shanahan was on his dad's staff. He just followed him place to place, moving up. Yeah, this year he went from he he moved on from their run game coordinator to their full on offensive coordinator for the Niners. Super, super knowledgeable guy. He's been in the NFL like in a role since like 2006. So like he's young, but he's not like green by any means. So the Dolphins announced him as their head coach. Um, they went, you know, full on. They were it was between him and Kellen Moore. So they were always gonna go that young, analytical, you know, you know, wonder king. Yeah, well, know, well like, and something that he kind of benefits from over some other more well-established candidates yep. is that. You know, you don't have to pay him as much to lose games. Correct. You know, where it's like his price is significantly <laughs> lower. You can spend that money on other things. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and people like look at him like you listen to him in his press conferences that he has. He's he has the stereotypical, you know, Cali bro way of talking. Like it, it's just so. I, I always I kind of thought more like Colorado, and he was the one where there were things circling about. You know, he wouldn't go anywhere if they didn't have like recreational weed yeah. and stuff like that. I mean. <laughs> He seems like a funny guy. Like he, he genuinely seems like a nice dude. Yeah, but... like I think I, I think you tweeted it was like guy went from Cali bro to Miami slick. Yeah, because like, he like it, it, he put like, a bunch of grease stuff something in his hair yeah. and he was wearing a full suit yeah. when they flew him into Miami. And I was like, wow, he has he has adjusted to his surroundings. Yeah, so he you know he seems to be he. There was a video of him FaceTiming with Tua, and he's really excited about that. So I don't. I mean, I, it looks like they're going to keep going with Tua. I'm excited to see what he how Tua does because like Tua's made some throws here and there, but he's been nowhere near, you know, what Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, the other guys in his class have done. Obviously, yeah. So like he's got a lot. He's you know he has to prove a lot. So I'm excited to see what the Dolphins do. They have a couple interesting pieces on offense and. It's a completely different direction from Brian Flores and um, another, another one staying down South new Orleans it, not really of a shock, but they kind of had to do it based on the bombshell that Sean Payton just said, peace out. I'm done uh, for a while. And they elevated Dennis, Kevin James. <laughs> yeah, They elevated <laughs> Dennis Allen, uh, their defensive coordinator as their next head coach. I mean, I feel like that's the easiest way to, you know, transition this, from a guy long-term there. I think this guy is getting set up to get fired in the next several years because yeah, like they're been, going to be bad. Yeah. Like he's been very good defensively, um, but they obviously are in cap hell. I mean, they're like 80 million in, in, well, yeah, in the, the red. They're in, they're in cap great. hell. And even if you go beyond the dollars and cents, you don't have your coach. You yeah. don't have your Hall of Fame quarterback. You don't have the backup guy you, you don't brought know in in Jameis Winston. Yeah, you don't know who's yeah. on Yeah, you don't have probably your number one wide receiver who's been missing for like two years now. And now the news of Mr. Alvin Kamara. The cherry on top is, of course, the battery uh, charges leveled against Kamara right after. or Was it after or before it, it the was, Pro Bowl? It was before the Pro Bowl. It was Saturday night. So the incident happened Saturday night. Bro, imagine he like almost killing someone 
then going and playing in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. And then the police are like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, they literally like arrest him like after the Pro Bowl. Like they wait, like they're like, okay, we need to go get him. But like he's playing a game and they arrest him. I mean, you right have after. to respect the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is a very <laughs> important game. And I think that they made the right decision. But yeah, I don't the details of that story is so bad. I mean, granted, I guess I don't think we have any video that's leaked. There Yet. has to be video because it was in a casino. In the, yeah, like it was like in like a club or part of like a casino or whatever. I don't know. It was like it was somewhere in Las Vegas in a club slash casino. But, but there's and, definitely video because they had like number of times that Camara and company like hit this guy. Yeah, and like kicked him and <laughs> stomped on his like a very specific and, like, so number bad. of and, times. Like, all I can say, like it's horrendous, and it just only just fuels to the. Wow, New Orleans Saints players are a piece of shit. And just it, the fact that their name is New Orleans Saints, it's, I don't know, man. Are you it, suggesting that Kamara thought there was a bounty on that man? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's why Sean Payton left. I don't know. Um, Greg Williams was there, unrelated. The Las Vegas penitentiary system football team is looking very good. It, it is. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen there. I, I feel like that's going to be like maybe a real thing. I mean, granted, you can get into trouble in any city. But I feel like it's just so much easier to kind of fall down that slippery slope, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. In a place like Las Vegas over any other city in the country where it's yep. just like, whoops, it's a lot easier to go from zero to 60 and end up, you know, with a battery charge. And granted, I mean, I guess I, I don't want to downplay that. What what apparently happened, because that's like a holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> but um, another one, I don't know if we talked about, but the Jags not going with the most obvious option ever in Byron Leftwich. I don't know how they fumbled the bag on this. <sighs> yeah. But now they have Doug Peterson as their head coach. And there's, there's a couple guys in Leftwich me who look like they're not going to have new jobs. And they did interview in a couple yeah. places. And, kind of these high profile guys and I'm still in the camp of like the enemies like interviewing because like it, you always should interview, but I feel like he just doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. Like, and actually, I mean, there might be, what if he's a terrible interview too? Yeah. And, the, and there may or may not be some truth to that, but in the context of like the Brian Flores lawsuit and the greater kind of dialogue going on around, you know, representation of different uh, races and coaching. And it's like, well, you know, you have these two high profile you know, African-American guys that aren't getting jobs. Yeah. It's very, it is, it, it is. could be a coincidence, but it's very, we strange. should, we should note Mike McDaniels is biracial. He, he doesn't look it, but he is. So like that is counted as that. Obviously the representation is not, is not good at all. It's very, it's still very slant slanted towards basically white guys. Well, yeah, well, white uh, guys. There are how many, there are like two black coaches and well, like there, now there, there's Tomlin. I mean, of, of yeah. Of of uh non-white like race, you have Tomlin, you have Sala, you have Mike McDaniel. Um, you now the next one is Lovey Smith is back in the NFL. Oh boy, with the Texans. And this this one had written all over it like we can't hire a white guy. It's gonna look really bad. Yeah, and because the other guy they were talking about was Josh McCown, ex journeyman the, the, the whitest guy. Yeah, the, the <laughs> whitest guy. And they hired Lovey Smith, who Oh man. So Lovey Smith, he's another one where I look at him and I go, he's gone in a year, maybe a couple of years. He's he a has, terrible college coach too. He was awful oh, he, with Illinois. He was terrible he was with awful. Illinois. He was like pretty decent. I think the players liked him when he was with the Bears. My question for you is, does Lovey Smith have a job today if he doesn't grow a beard? 
like i feel like the beard did so much work where they're like oh this is like lovey 2.0 yeah. he's he's old he, you know he's he's kind of he's knowledgeable he's a sage yeah and i don't think anything's changed i think he's still just kind of a middle of the road coach yeah i don't, I don't know like it just doesn't make sense like when you when you fire david cully who was only there for a year and who for all intents and purposes like overperformed it's fine what yeah. was expected like they won four or five games they were projected nobody. to lose. They were projected to lose every single game, maybe win one or two. Yeah, and he overperformed with that. And like Davis Mills doesn't look terrible at all. Like he's had some bright spots well, yeah, for a middle round quarterback. Yeah. And the Texans are one of those teams where you play like the how many players can you name on the Texans? Like, they like Brandon like Cooks, four. and like that's their offense. Yeah, and I I just feel like why are we firing David Cully? Just to hire Lovey Smith, like it, it's one thing if you do that and you hire a Josh McDaniels or you know some hot shot coordinator. If you take a shot and you go out on a limb, I mean, even like the you know you fire Mike Zimmer and you hire Kevin O'Connell, it's like yeah. there's a clear trajectory there. You can understand what yeah. the goal is, whether yeah. or not it will be hit with all of these. It just seems like moves, the same but... kind of move, and that just speaks to the mismanagement that's been there for a very long time. Also, like hindsight like credit to bill o'brien like he wasn't a he was an awful gm you're on you're on dangerous no, no. ground right he now. was an awful gm but he was a pretty decent coach and like i don't know like i feel like he just wore too many he tried to wear too many hats he tried to do the bill belichick he came from bill and he tried to be like bill belichick does and patriots and there's a reason why there's very very few if not only like one gm slash head coach very hard jobs both of them you can't yeah. do them both <laughs> i mean i mean the nicest thing i can say about bill o'brien uh is that the deandre hopkins trade today looks marginally less bad than yeah. it did now it's still very bad yeah because you traded for david johnson i mean yeah but deandre hopkins has since kind of a little bit underperformed and yeah. gotten hurt and you know, just kind of the whole mess going on with the cardinals but i guess do you want to talk about kyler murray yeah so yeah, <laughs> good segue into that kyler murray um deleted all of his cardinals affiliated imagery on his mm -hmm. instagram uh he's headed up to here with cliff he's he, <laughs> i don't i don't know man <laughs> like I, I think it is it kind of there's speculation i think that it's something about like his fifth year option yeah i, I heard yeah it's coming because it's coming up on that because he was drafted i guess what was that 28 20 years ago yeah 2020 or 2019 yeah maybe so he's coming up on his on the end of his rookie deal so he's obviously due for uh extension um so like what a weird way to yeah. go about that well where... it's it's the stefan diggs treatment you know it's it's the let's grumble like you know very aloofly on social media and see what happens and like it's it's a way for like fans yeah. just to go crazy like they're like oh it's nothing it's probably just you know him being weird and then yeah hoping that he's nothing actually serious from it yeah i don't, I don't it just seems like especially as a quarterback like Kyler, I, I saw a lot of, you know, Cardinals fans, other people talking mostly on Twitter where they were like, you know, this guy hasn't even gotten us to an NFC championship game. They keep kind of fizzling out in the playoffs or in the second half of the season. Mm -hmm. When you're the quarterback, you take so much more of that blame. When you're a receiver, I think there's a, a little bit more room to maneuver in that space. But I don't know. I feel like this isn't going to this isn't going to work out the way Kyler wants it to. Yeah, I, I just. I don't know. That's such a weird situation too, because they're in such a 
I mean, that, that division is going to be tough. Like who knows what will happen with the Rams, you know, a couple years down the road with their lack of draft picks and having to pay a lot of guys, a lot of money. And yeah. we'll, we'll see there, but you know, you have the Seahawks in a weird flux with Russell Wilson. The Niners will most likely be moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo this off season and focusing fully on Trey Lance. So we'll see that whole division. It could be like, they're all in like all four teams could be in a situation of like transition or like a complete identity shift. Yeah. But if you look at it the other way and you say, okay, if the Cardinals can retain, you know, kind of the core of their roster, there's a chance that the other three teams kind of go through a trouble period. And they're yeah. the only team in the division that has their shit together for the most part. Right. So, you know, they, they got hit by a lot of injuries, especially in offense, as we mentioned with DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, defensively, they asked, they have JJ Watt, but he was out for most of the year. And, they have a lot of like young talent mixture mixed in with like, like high tier veteran talent. So they're a weird, like well, we yeah. can make a push right now. Yeah. It just depends on, you know, Cliff Kingsbury. Also, yeah, like. also Cliff's not the guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to put that on record as saying, I, I don't like Cliff as, yeah. as a coach. I don't think that he is getting the most out of that team. No. Um, Couple of little things. I mean, uh, the Giants. Dable is putting together a pretty decent. Like, I mean, he's made the the hires that he needs to. We, for we his need to just call Dable Brian from Brian. now on and not not clarify his <laughs> not last clarify. name. He's, he's uh, just Brian forever. <laughs> um, he hired. He took away Mike Kafka, who was the quarterback coach for the Chiefs. He's their new offensive coordinator. And a big hire is, you know, the surprise leaving of. Uh, Don or Wink Martindale, the longtime defensive coordinator for the uh, Ravens, they were able to get him as their defensive coordinator. And so, like, they're. I, I love old nicknames, by the way, that are just not like at all. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, so, like, I don't know. Like, this, this could be interesting. I don't know how it all is going to be dependent on all of these guys if they could work together because, you know, Wink Martindale has been around for a very long time, very well respected. And obviously, you have a first-time offensive coordinator, first-time head coach in Dable and Kafka with a first-time GM in Joe Schoen or Shane or whatever, how you pronounce that. Um, but you have the veteran leadership of a Danny Dime <laughs> just to kind of make sure the ship stays yeah, on track. Yeah, it's like, I I mean, the Giants are, I don't know, man. Like, they're such a weird nucleus right now and I, well yeah you got you got danny dimes you got saquon or the corpse of saquon Kadarius tony you got mm-hmm. kenny galladay getting paid <laughs> what like five hundred thousand dollars per ball he yeah. caught this year yeah. like very very touchdowns. weird <laughs> yeah it, it's i don't know that, that's an interesting team to look forward to, or to, to keep an eye on i yeah. guess as I'll, much as you want to also you you've, you've kind of been avoiding mentioning the biggest news since our last show what's this uh, it's it's Basicia time or Basaccia. Uh, How does Basaccia say? It? Okay, Basaccia. Okay, I need yeah. to set the record straight. I've heard both. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. So, that you don't even. Know so it's Basaccia, right? dude. I can't pronounce our GM's name. I don't. I don't know anyone's name <laughs> in the building. I know who I'm talking about. They, the people know who I'm talking about. But yeah. the Packers. Um, I mean, they made a move. I'm happy about it. Yeah. They they hire Rich uh, Basaccia yep. to uh, serve as the special teams coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, R.I.P. Mo Drayton. And I heard a lot of people trying to like rain on the parade of that on Twitter where they were like, his, his special teams unit was only ranked like 16th out of 32. And I'm over here. I'm like, guys, average is, I would, I would love average. I would kill. You don't need to have, as long as you're like special teams isn't detrimental 
then you yeah like like like, you say, don't like say if it, it costs you like a divisional playoff game all by itself single-handedly yeah. like that's the kind of thing we want to avoid to be fair it shouldn't have been that no much of an i i mean i mean there were other parts of the team that let us down too yeah. but like if if on fourth down they just run into the back of the end zone and it's a safety the packers win that game you know so it's like the the collapse of special teams uh, it, it could have been highlighted more and i'm glad they did something about it and we'll, we'll see because rich Bisaccia has his special teams units have never had a blocked kick or punt ever We'll uh, we'll see if that streak can continue. It's an unstoppable force and an immovable object. <laughs> we'll with, see. With Sachia and the special well, teams. When we unit. literally saw two blocked, like a blocked punt and a blocked yeah. field goal in that one game. So we'll see. We'll see if that can hold up. Uh, but no, yeah. that was a great hire. But, but at least they're not promoting an assistant again, who's going to suck again. Yeah. So yeah. meanwhile, we lost Ryan Ficken, which is a bummer. But like, as long as the guy that comes in is not going to be just horrendous then i'm okay with it i don't, um, I don't know who that is he was our special teams coordinator this oh year, which our special teams <laughs> is actually much better than what it what it used to be um so that's kind of it for news that's what, at least what i got no i don't have anything else um all right let's go on our super bowl uh it is of course the rams hosting even though they're the away team technically because it alternates afc I, nfc I wear those dumb eggshell uniforms the, aren't they it's bone i believe oh is the color they call it i hate it bone um so the rams and the Bengals face off in the super bowl this year um what is it? Is it 55, 56? What, I don't even know. I, I, I can't. Roman numerals 56. are hard. Okay, yeah, Super Bowl yeah. 56. That's what it is. Um, so in 56, the line right now um, is set at the Rams are favored four points over under set at 48 and a half. Um, this, I've been flip-flopping a little bit how I feel about this. So like, let's just go through. I feel like I flip-flop every Super Bowl. Yeah. Like the week leading up, I think about it and I yeah. kind of twist myself in knots. Yeah. Like, so like, let's go through each of the team seasons, how they got here. Uh, let's start with the NFC, the host team, even though they're the away team, technically. Uh, the LA Rams, they went 12 and five in the regular season. They won the NFC West. Um, obviously their big splash move was trading Jared Goff. For Matthew Stafford, uh, they they acquired Von Miller. They already had Jalen Ramsey. I mean, they they, they, they are they acquired OBJ. OBJ. Yeah. They are the definition of all in. Like they just take all their chips and they say, "This is it. We're we're making yeah, the push." They're almost as close to you know in the NFL what you're ever going to get to a super team in the NBA, where mm-hmm. they're trying to acquire all these guys, and it's you know not really possible to do that in the same way in the NFL as you can in a league like the NBA, but. They, they have all these guys, and, I mean, they've come in pretty clutch. I mean, Stafford, obviously, is a quarterback. Yeah. And then OBJ, like in a freaky coincidence, right, the day after or the day before uh, Robert Woods tears his ACL, I, you, I mean, you can't make it up. The, the, the freaky coincidence there that you get to keep a solid number two wide receiver. On your yeah, and, and this is something, too, like what we've seen, you know, so Matthew Stafford, just for context – his numbers this year, uh, he tied Are phenomenal. <laughs> he tied his touchdown uh, high mark in his career uh, with 41 touchdowns, 4,886 yards, completing 60% or 67% of his passes, but he does have 17 interceptions. Uh, we've seen a couple is that of games. In, is that including the postseason? No. How, how many including the postseason? 18. 
18? Yeah. Should be 19 because that one got dropped and it, it well, wasn't yes. logged. Okay. Correct. It should have been <laughs> like, <laughs> it, like the fact that that, I mean, that absolutely should be an interception. Um, so he, he's had some very high moments, um, throughout the season. He had some great games, like MV, he was an MVP front runner for probably the first half of the year. And then he kind of had some, you know, two, three interception games, some bad thrown balls, a lot of pick sixes. Yeah. The um, pick sixes were something that kind of stood out where it seemed like, you know, Matt Stafford of old was kind of coming back into form and, mm -hmm. and focusing because it's one thing to throw, you know, interceptions to try and fit the ball into windows. You shouldn't, but when it's multiple pick sixes, I mean, there's a reason we have an award named after Nathan Peterman on the show. Yeah. That, that is way more significant, not even just from a point standpoint, but from kind of a, an X's and O's standpoint. Yeah. And so, and so he, he's a guy that like, you know, I'm well on record here and saying like, I've never said Matthew Stafford is bad. He is obviously a very, very good quarterback. I've always just said he's overrated. And in terms of what the narrative around him is, and he's always kind of been given a pass for, you know, a lot of his performances because it's like, oh, well, it's Detroit. And, you know, I, I hear that, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't make, it doesn't give an excuse for his really bad looking performances as a Ram this year. And like, that's something that we, I have been critical about, you know, we're going to see, you know, he, he's due for a bad game. Like he's going to have a game in the playoffs that probably will be a clunker and the Rams probably won't win that game. And it hasn't yeah. happened yet. He's been very good in the playoffs. Well, and we're in a weird situation where, you know, it's like, okay, so does God count that game last week as like, should have been a clunker? Yeah. Or, you know, does like the universe just kind of, it's still waiting to give Matt Stafford his bad game because if right. it is, I, I just, I just ran the numbers. We have one game. Yeah. Left. There, there's one game left of this season. So I, I don't know, man, like that, that's something where, you know, the Rams, if, if he takes care of the ball, I mean, as we can, as we've seen, they can beat literally any team. I mean, they've gone through stretches. Packers. I, I, I suppose <laughs> like they, they can go through, you know, and, and if they perform at a high level, they, the weapons that they have Cooper cup, obviously being, you know, unbelievable. He's been their leading receiver in every game. I think, except for, it looks like three this season is 17 game season. I mean, yeah. he's been on another level and, and he's, you know, the leading receiver in like all the stats this year, triple yeah. crown, all that stuff. And they also have cam Akers back yeah. who looks like pretty great. Yeah. He, with the exception of like the fumbles that he had against Tampa, which almost cost them. Yeah. Um, so, some ball security concerns, but from an explosiveness standpoint, yeah. I mean, you, you could have fooled me if you told me, you know, that's somebody else out there because a lot of times you see these, these Achilles injuries Yeah, and they just never quite have that pop again. Yeah. And, and, you know, credit to Sony Michelle, they went out and acquired Sony Michelle um, after I think like week two or something like that, or in the first or second week of the year after the injury to Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson kind of being banged up a little bit, they acquired Sony Michelle as depth and then Henderson went out and yeah. they had to lean on Michelle and he's actually looked pretty good. I mean, I, yeah. I hope with that offensive line, um, I mean, they're the number one rated pass blocking offensive line. I don't know where their numbers are on the run blocking, but I'm sure not awful at all. Yeah. And so I, I you know, he's kind of stepped in and then obviously now we've, as we've mentioned, Cam Akers has come back into near full capacity, probably not there yet, but still, 
pretty dang close. And with the one-two combo of them, they don't have any issue running the ball. And so my my biggest thing is, how does this team, how is this Rams team, because we obviously saw them in the Super Bowl uh, a few years ago, I think it was in 2018 with Jared Goff. They scored like one point. I, yeah, they didn't score a touchdown. I think it was like 13 to three was that Super Bowl. Um, that worst, was with, worst Super Bowl. With Jared Goff. Ever. And that was when Jared Goff was putting up great numbers i mean that was, was the that year. the same year as the chiefs game yes yeah yes that was the year that that he dueled with mahomes and it was crazy back and forth that was also the year where that was kirk's first year and early in the year where we went out there and it was you know crazy back and forth high scoring game where golf was literally unbelievable in that and like yeah golf is not a bad quarterback but obviously the the offense looks a lot different than it does with, you know, with Matthew Stafford. In yeah. There. The the ceiling on Stafford is, is much higher. And I, I, I don't think I, w- I was kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to predict for this game mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, the over under and winner and stuff like that. And I just can't bring myself to pick the under because I don't see the Bengals stopping the Bengals defense, stopping the Rams offense. I could see the Rams defense giving Cincinnati's offense trouble. Yeah. Um, That said, I I have a message for Aaron Donald. Are you ready? Aaron, if you have anything less than three sacks in this game (laughs) against the absolute patchwork travesty black hole of talent that is the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line, then I will stand triumphant in my prediction and in my assessment that you, in fact, are a punk bitch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I mean Jesus. but shouldn't he, though? Like, I mean, yeah, but you know for a fact, like, they're going to be doing everything they can to put multiple bodies in every play. But every everything anyone says about Aaron Donald is, oh, you can't stop no matter what you do. And that's assuming you have a competent offensive line. I mean, the Titans pass rush tore these guys to shreds yeah. two weeks ago or three weeks oh, ago yeah. or however, whatever it was. And so Aaron Donald, uh, Von Miller to a lesser extent, but you know, I don't, Von hasn't choked anybody yet, so he's not really on my radar. Um, and then I'm just, I'm also just curious to see how many interceptions Jalen Ramsey drops in this game, <laughs> because I don't know. I, I don't like him. I think it stems from, the him versus Devonte Adams hype, which was completely unwarranted a year ago. And again, this year, because Adams cooked him like every single time he's, he's not the best corner in football. He's, he's pretty good. He's not the best. Even, it's hard because even like, we bit. like, there really aren't, he's like one of the few now, like pure, like follow around. And I corners. do like that. And like there, there really aren't many anymore. Like they yeah. just they they've transitioned away from that. They more of like teams aren't having to be solely reliant on an, an elite number one corner. Everyone else is kind of facilitating. There's yeah. no Revis Islands anymore. Yeah, and like and it, and I do like that part about Jalen Ramsey's game. And to his credit, he does do that. Yeah. Now, when he gets beat and the receiver catches the football, he actually runs away from them so that it looks like it wasn't his fault, <laughs> and he just kind of lists away to the side and goes like oh that's fucked up and then like just you know next play happens but yeah but yeah i mean i so that's that's where i see that that's a more interesting side of this game to me is is the the rams defense because i also i just i'm gonna be happier when joe is on the field 
Yeah, no, like, and and that's something before we go over to the Bengals side, like the, you know, the Rams, I think the biggest thing that we're going to see a dip, obviously a difference from 2018 where they got the Super Bowl and they only scored three points. We're obviously going to see a touchdown, probably multiple touchdowns by this Rams offense. Good Lord willing. And I think like what it does is Matthew Stafford is able to, when you have a guy like that, like an upgrade, enough of an upgrade from Jared Goff, like Jared Goff, like overrated piece of shit is not a bad guy, like quarterback, but Matthew Stafford's able to, you know, what it does is it takes the load off of Sean McVay as a play caller. He doesn't, not everything has to be perfect. The pass protections don't have to be perfect. The, the run scheme doesn't have to be perfect for it to work with Matthew Stafford, with his, you know, arm talent that he does have, he's able to, you know, be creative with how he delivers the football. Like obviously like arm strength is very important. Like a guy that can, you know, fit a ball into the, you know, smallest of spaces is great, but also having a guy that can creatively get it there. Like you see that in like Patrick Mahomes and, you know, Aaron Rodgers and and Josh Allen to an extent, that's what elevates, you know, offenses. And that's what takes off. Like Sean McVay, Sean McVay does not have to call a perfect game to win. Like he did in 2018. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of an underrated aspect of the, uh, the gunslinger label that Mm -hmm. people put on quarterbacks sometimes. And, you always think of that as, oh, they, they take chances, they throw the ball really hard. But there's also kind of a maneuverability aspect to it where they're they're throwing it sidearm yeah. and they're kind of doing unconventional things with the ball. And Stafford, Stafford can do that. Yeah. And he's yeah, I mean, he's pretty good at it actually. And my my question for you to maybe put kind of a, a nightcap on on the Rams side of this matchup. Are you gonna apologize to Matt Stafford if he wins a Super Bowl? Are you going to, are you going to even like 1% back off the ledge? No, no, no. Are you going to, are you going to move forward from the ledge? I mean, I, I, what do you mean move forward? Like, are you going to, I guess, jump off, like like, (laughs) double down on it? No. Yeah. I I think what I'm going to do is just, you know, you're going to climb higher. My whole, my whole point is that like, you've gotten so much credit for the Rams success and all that, where I'm like, you know, they won less games with him than they did with Jared Goff. And like, is Jared Goff a better quarterback? No. And like, I just feel like I'd hope he'd be successful with that team. You know, like the, the Rams defense now is better than it was in 2018. And like, I, I don't know. Like, it's just like, if he wins like good, like he should, he should win. I mean, it's against the Bengals. Oh, uh, oh! So that's where we're at now. It's, yeah. If if, if, if he if, if he wins, this, it's expected. Oh, it, well, this this game. But if he doesn't, then you were right. This game is over. Absolutely has more at stake for Matthew Stafford and the Rams than it does for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, it, like the Bengals are the Cinderella team. They're the even though both of them are four seeds. The, the Bengals, we didn't give them a shot in hell to make the Super Bowl yeah. in the preseason. No, like no one else did. And like they have overachieved. We've talked about it. We've mentioned they're playing with house money at this point. And yeah. I, you know, they, I think that they're obviously going to be good for as long as Joe Burrow's there. Like they're going to be always a threat to win their division. Maybe not always a Super Bowl, depending on, you know, what happens with cap and all this kind of stuff around it. But like, if the Rams do not win this game, that is going to hurt Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay's legacy a hell of a lot more than Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. Yeah. I mean, two Super Bowl losses in five seasons. 
yes, you got there, but like you can't close. Yeah, you know, that's running into Kyle Shanahan be, territory. It'd be you know? super embarrassing to go there twice and lose. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just game recognize game. Like as as a as an amateur take artist myself, I just want to I just want to give you a shout out there where <laughs> if if they win, it was expected. Yeah, and if they lose, I you expected Stafford I can't, to crumble. I can't lose. No, that's like, that's the best way to be. Like, you know, it, it is what it is because like, I've somehow finagled myself into these like anti Aaron Donald positions. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah. basically a can't win. Yeah. So I, I, I respect the can't lose. Yeah. You're calling like arguably like the best, like player at football, like one of the best players, probably one of the I, best defensive players ever. I'm so glad that I had like an overlap <laughs> between the Tom Brady slander and the Aaron Donald slander. So there yeah. was no gap whatsoever because I didn't, no one knew Tom was going to retire. Yeah. And during this season, I was like, I feel like I need, I need someone else just in case. Yeah. And it worked. You found someone yeah. and it's, you just happen to pick like the guy that's probably going to go down as one of the best, if not the best defensive players. And if he ever. just stops choking people, I'll stop calling him that. <laughs> people got to call, quit calling him a punk bitch. You know, he's going to choke <laughs> you out. He's going to choke you, <laughs> you out. Think, you think he's on Twitter and he sees a clip and he's like, I'm going to choke so many offensive linemen. That made me so upset. Yeah, man. He doesn't like it. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I, I think like, if Matthew Stafford goes out and lights up the Bengals and plays phenomenal and doesn't have a blow up game in the playoffs, like I thought he would, you know, hats off, you know, credit where credit is due, yeah. but also at the same time, that's expected for what they gave up for him. He has to do that. And I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it's not fair, but at the same time, sorry, that's no, how the cards are written. Like you it, have to do that. It is fair. And it's what we talked about a couple of weeks ago where every week Matt Stafford flips a coin. He's yeah. two face of the NFL. Yeah. It's not about what's right. It's about what's fair. Yeah. You know, he's going to flip it again this week. You know, we'll, we'll see. Um, all right, let's go to AFC, go to the Bengals. I, I feel like if you're like the, like the 10 Rams fans, with the exception of them, everyone should be rooting for the well, Bengals. Yeah, short short aside, did you see the Rams pep rally this week? No. It looked like a high school football they don't game. Give a it shit. was the LA, saddest LA fucking thing. LA does not thing. give a shit about the NFL. Yeah, the Bengals filled their entire lower bowl. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's it's so, like, one-sided and, like, what that city is actually about. Like, they're all about the Lakers, and to a lesser extent, now that, like, the Dodgers and maybe football, it's USC. Like that's all they care about. Like, yeah, it just they they don't care about the Rams and, and avocado toast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and TikTok. And, yeah, and, and, and movies and skateboards. Yeah, and and no no rain and sunscreen, and fresh water, and surfing lakes. Even though they're the Lakers. Yeah, forest. But no, you fuck LA. <laughs> uh, so we got the Bengals who. As we mentioned, did you know? Didn't give them much of a shot. Like they, they're a, they're the fun story. They are a true Cinderella. Yeah, and it, it's something like, I, I, I'm happy that you know had him in the AFC Championship game. That was because he was playing against the Titans, who I just didn't think were that good. And I didn't have them winning. I didn't see them winning against the Chiefs, as you mentioned last week, and they did. And I, all that does that it points to is what. If you hit on a like a number one overall quarterback, like a a, a franchise quarterback, if you hit on that. Well, and we're it, talking, we're talking hit, not yeah. to a hit. We're talking hit, hit. Like you, it completely changes your identity and trajectory as a franchise, which it did. I mean, they, the Bengals are now. I mean, uh, 
you know, as we've mentioned, or as we've seen, they can get to the Super Bowl. They might win one. And like, who's to say they can't win multiple with Joe Burrow? Like he just wins. Yeah. And it it's something like he, it's not like he's limping by like with, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo Like Jimmy Garoppolo got to the Super Bowl. Like, okay. But we know that's not because of Jimmy Garoppolo, but Joe Burrow, you know, went 10 and six this year as a starter. He completed 70% of his passes, led the NFL in, in passer rate and uh, completion percentage, 4,611 yards, 34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He averaged 8.9 yards per pass, which led the NFL as well. Um, he was also sacked the most times, which yeah. we predicted and, or saw that happening. And all of this is coming off of a gruesome season-ending yeah. injury in the middle of last yeah. season. Like he, the, the Bengals, as we've seen the playoffs, they are never out of it. Like they will, they, they, they claw their way back into this game. And that's why I'm like, if, as, if, as we saw last week. Yeah. If we see the Bengals get down, you know, a couple scores, it's like, okay, it's not over. Like, you no. know, if, if the Bengals start out hot, I, I mean, I'd have a hard time seeing them lose. Like if they start out slow, I'm like, okay, we've seen it before. I, I honestly think we may have been given kind of a blueprint of this game in two different halves already in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Rams get out to an early lead, similar to Rams Bucks. Bengals go down early, similar to Bengals Chiefs. And then there is a ferocious comeback. And at the end, it's, you know, it could go either way kind of situation. I can really see something like that happening. Yeah. The Bengals are a young team. Their two biggest pieces on offense are, you know, rookie or sophomore year. It's it's a big stage and not to say that they can't handle it, but I think that there's going to be a little bit of a of a lurch out the gate, you know, and kind of take a minute to get into the zone and get into a rhythm. And I think the Rams are the opposite of that, where Stafford is very experienced, not in a Super Bowl, but mm -hmm. just in his career. Guys on the Rams know what's going on a lot, a lot more. They have more experience. And so I think we were given kind of a preview here earlier in the playoffs. Yeah. I, it's something like you look at their season as the, how's they went. I mean, they obviously beat, they started off the season by beating the Vikings uh, in overtime. Um, you know, we've that already, feels like five. I know we've already, we've ago. already talked about that. And then they, they can't, they come back and lose to Chicago. Um, and then they go on a little bit of a run. They win the next two then they lose to green Bay in overtime where it was just kickers deciding when to make a kick, which, which is super bizarre. Cause McPherson's, McPherson's been, now has been unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, like he ran he out all of his misses in one game. Like he went out before the Tennessee kick and said, I, Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're going to the AFC championship game. Like before he went and kicked it. Yeah. And it was not a chip shot. Like it was a long, <laughs> it was like a 51 yard or whatever. And like, then they go on, you know, they win Detroit, uh, win at Detroit, at Baltimore. So they're five and two. But then they hit a bit of a, a skid. They lose the, the the Jets, and then they lose to Cleveland, who we saw Cleveland is not who we thought they would well, be. And, and they they lost, lost yeah. to Cleveland, they forty one to sixteen. They got lit I mean. up by Cleveland, and then they had their bye. And then you could see like they needed that. And then they went into L.A. or into Las Vegas. They won pretty big against the Raiders. There, stomped the Steelers. Uh, they, they did lose to the chargers. They gave up a lot of points again. The, the, this is the trend. They give up, you know, a lot of points. It seems like in yeah. their last handful of losses, they lose the Niners, which at the time it might've looked a little worse, but the Niners, you know, and the up Niners being a very were surging. Yeah. yeah. And then they go on a bit of a run and obviously it got capped off with the Kansas city win, um, which 
was like a we're legit. And then they didn't play all like Joe Burrow didn't play in the last game. He was going to say it's like a six win straight run with a loss thrown yeah. in there in the final week of the regular season because the starters weren't playing. Yeah. Which is valid. Even when it's the Packers, it doesn't yeah, matter. But which Joe Burrow team. didn't play at all that whole game. Well, it's not like he played the first half and was losing the Lions at halftime. Yeah, but but Joe Burrow's toe is fine and so there there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of variables that go into we're we're not here to discuss where aaron Rodgers is buying houses like everyone on fucking twitter yeah um but yeah so i yeah and so they go on this run right Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like at every step of the way people thought maybe they're gonna lose to the raiders okay they're definitely gonna lose to the titans okay there's no way they beat the chiefs twice in the space of like six weeks yeah and there's a lot of people and there's kind of a, you know, a smart, like a very small part of my brain smart. And it's telling me that the Rams are going to win. Yeah. And it's, I, it's, I'm not it's, listening it's an to ultimate it. head versus heart yeah. argument. And then like, that's where I feel so like, I'm going to ask who you, you know, who you think is actually going to win this game. We're going to end with that. And like who I, I think or who I feel. Well, that's the thing. Like <laughs> who, who your prediction is. And like, it, it is the ultimate head versus heart. Like my, my brain and every part of, me being, you know, as involved in the NFL as I as I can or as tries to be as involved in the NFL as I can tells me being like, it's got to be the Rams. But at the same time, it's like the Bengals, they might have that lightning in a bottle. Like, yeah, and, I don't it, know. and it's only one game. And I, I, something else that I kind of I just want to touch on briefly. Uh, you know, what's really hot in the streets now with Cincinnati going to the Super Bowl Skyline Chili. Oh, Skyline Chili is always hot in the streets, <laughs> uh, regardless. But no, uh, Harambe memes yeah. are on a massive come up recently. Yeah, like they had who was it? Like one of their players, he uh, was it Hubbard? Yeah, it was Hubbard. He was, was on, he was on part of my take. Part of my said, take was yeah. like, we're, we're doing this for Harambe. And, like, <laughs> and it was a joke, yeah. but it was quoted out of context, yeah. like everywhere is like this very serious, like we're doing it for Harambe. Yeah. Well, and, and it's one thing like, you know, Joe Burrow has a chance to make be the first quarterback in NFL history or ever to win the Heisman, the national championship and the Super Bowl. It's kind of crazy. That's never happened. Um, it's crazy, but it's kind of like that whole, like, you know, the MVP doesn't win the Super Bowl kind of thing. Like, yeah, but that, but that's just that year. Yeah. Like, this is like ever, like it, I, you don't have to be like doing it certain years. Like he, like no Heisman winning uh, quarterback has won both the national championship and the Super Bowl. And like that's his Yeah. So if if there is a quarterback that wins the Heisman in the championship, do not draft him because yeah, that's just the trend. I'm just a math guy. Yeah. Um, so you know, we're, I don't know what we're gonna see necessarily from this Bengals defense. Like they've been outperforming, you know, it, it's just a matter of how they adjust. Like if they start out slow against this Rams team, they it, it might be too much of a hole. Um, but the thing is, even if it does start out that way, you're not going to be able to tune out because what if like they've well, done yeah. this before. And, then, and that's the thing, too. It's it's not like you're going against a, a quarterback that, it, you know, doesn't give the ball away. Yeah. You're going against a guy that has shown he will give you chances. Yeah. We saw it in every game the Rams have played this this postseason. Even like, if you're down by 21, that's just three pick sixes. You know, yeah, which he he's <laughs> shown that he can do that. Consecutive. <laughs> you know, and, and this is a it, it's an opera it's the what we talk about all the time. It's it's an opportunistic defense and a stable, consistent, you know, close to elite offense. And you will always have a chance. You know, you can make a run in the playoffs by doing that. And it's, I don't know. It, I have a hard time 
just being like, cause I, I, I've predicted against you know, starting last week, I didn't give the Bengals much of a chance. And like, do I do that again? Maybe because I want the Bengals to win. Maybe I just go like the Rams are going to win. Yeah. Hopefully hoping for a reverse jinx. I, I actually like that. That crossed my mind. I had a very in-depth I, yeah. kind of thought experiment. Like I'm like, it. I don't want it. Like I bet against them. I bet I bet for them on the Titans game, but I didn't, I didn't against the chiefs, but that was probably because I just like the chiefs. But this is also something interesting that this is a, I think the first time or the first since the Cam Newton Peyton Manning Super Bowl that we've seen two quarterbacks that are drafted first overall play in the Super Bowl. Mm. There hasn't been many. Um, I think there is I I I look through the history of yeah, quarterbacks. Josh Rosen. Quarterbacks drafted. He wasn't drafted first. Was he? Oh, well, no, he, he was like eleventh or twelfth. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks, or, Jameis. He went in and said, I'm gonna make 11 or 10 teams regret not taking oh, me. Oh, that's yeah, right. That was his okay, they all fucking say that. Um yeah, they all say that. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> uh, so quarterbacks <laughs> drafted first overall to win the Super Bowl. There have been uh, 26 quarterbacks in the in the history drafted first overall. Um, there have only been six that have won the Super Bowl, actually. Like, not, not a certain time in their whole career. Yeah, thanks, so six, Andrew Six Luck. out of 26. We're guaranteed a seventh. Right? Yeah. We're guaranteed a seventh uh, because both Stafford and Burrow were taken first what about, overall. What about a tie? I don't, you can't, it's playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we are going to have a seventh. Um, but like I said before, Joe Burrow can be the first quarterback to win, you know, the trifecta, the Heisman, the national championship and the Super Bowl. Um, so I don't, I don't know about this game. It's also interesting. I mean, he can be the first quarterback to do that. Correct. Yeah. Well, no, Charles Wilson hasn't won a national championship. Oh, that's right. Shit. Yeah. I'm mixing he won it up. A Heisman, but, um, I mean, there's been lots of Heisman Charles winners. Woodson won everything, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, although he's the one t- talking about. Yeah, he's talking some shit now. Aaron Rodgers going to the the Raiders. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, Charles, he's got to sell his wine. It's called interception. I'm yeah. sure it's great. Yeah, I was going to ask you how you feel about him now. Um, <laughs> eh. So it, it's also interesting about this game because Zach Taylor, you know, came from McVay. He is a couple years older than McVay, um, but he was his offensive. Or no, he was his quarterback coach. When he was hired by the Bengals in uh, the 2018-2019 offseason, his first year, obviously, I mean, bad. I mean, they went two and fourteen. They got the they had the number one overall pick. Yeah, yeah, solidly bad, very bad. And then the next year, you know, they had Joe Burrow, and yes, he played ten games, but they still went two seven and one with him. He did show flashes. I mean, thirteen touchdowns, only five picks, had some some good moments, and but they they still ended the season you know, four and 11 and one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year, you know, 10 and seven, that was enough to win the AFC North because the Browns vastly underperformed the Ra- the Ravens vastly underperformed. And then the Steelers kind of did what we, the Steelers died would. with big Ben. Yeah. Um, but they got the Super Bowl, and it just shows that he was on the cusp of being like the hottest name or one of the biggest names to be fired. Oh yeah. He was a big hot seat guy. Before yeah. The season started. Yeah. And, and, he, no way is he being fired anytime soon. And that just shows like what getting to a Super Bowl mat like means. And it, it just not if he loses this game, he'll be right back on the hot seat. <laughs> they just fire him. <laughs> I, I am I it is interesting because it's like, yeah, how much of it is having Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and 
T Higgins and these guys, these young guys they have in there, they didn't. Yeah, but it's not nothing. I mean, you no. can't make it there in you know on the backs of a couple good yeah. offensive players. I, they're not without... winning in spite of him. Yeah, it's not, like he he does have you know is his offense. He's their offensive play caller. Yeah, I was I always want to exercise some caution because even the Mike McCarthy's of the world can win a Super Bowl if the stars fucking align. But he does deserve credit for getting them here. Yeah, and, and you know they have a chance. What if to he do gets it? a watermelon? Mike McCarthy's ships. What, yeah, he likes it. Like, I didn't get to use this. Take Please. <laughs> Zach's like, no, I'm good. Thank you. I feel like Zach Taylor couldn't smash the watermelon. I feel like he'd have to, like, like when Theon tried to cut the guy's head off in Game of Thrones, it just <laughs> it took him like eight swings. No, he'd be like, wait, why do we have to smash? Can we just like cut it and eat yeah. it? Like, it's a waste. Like, what yeah. are we doing here? Um, I love watermelon. Yeah, like, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if we get Zach Taylor that voice? He comes, he comes and be like, Zach attack y'all. And just like Smithers hit it. Just, oh God. Um, no, this is only that. I don't know if you saw this on their, before they left Cincinnati when they were like, you know, they're, um, what, what's it like called? getting like on the rally? Oh, yeah, guess, yeah, the pep rally where yeah. CJ Uzama, you know, the big, ooze, yeah, big Uzi vert. He, big Uzi he, hurt. Walk, he was walking up, not not so fast, uh-huh. he was walking up the stage, ripped off or took off his knee, bre- his knee brace, and no. said, and he goes, I ain't missing the biggest game of my career, and like he's trying to play. Wait, wait, wait I don't it, know, it, his ACL is torn, right? We've established. <laughs> That it is, it is not like, intact. Like he ripped it off and started running around. Like, I don't know if he's actually he, going to play or did not. He, did he tiny Tim us like I in real life? Maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, so he might play. Okay. Well, so we'll see big, you know, keep I, an eye out for a big Uzi vert out there. I, I hope he plays assuming that it, you know, he's not going to like his leg isn't going to fall off if yeah. he tries to do something out there, but that's, that's a magical story. Yeah. So, um, obviously the biggest question about the Bengals is how do you stop or I don't know if you can stop, but slow down Cooper cup. Like that's, that's it's, the number one question. It's been done before this <laughs> well, season. I mean, look, in, what, look what they sparingly. did. Look what they did in the second half against the chiefs. Yeah. I mean like that it, it's possible. Like this is a team that they have the talent on defense or at least schematically to take away guys yeah. and like to make it make you work for well, it. And they were heavily disguising a lot of their coverages yeah. and stuff like that in the second half of the chiefs game. Yeah. And not to get too into the X's and O's that I don't actually really know what I'm talking about, but I know enough to know what I do know, which is that they were being pretty tricky and kind of confusing Mahomes a little bit. And if you can confuse Patrick Mahomes, you can probably confuse Matt Stafford. Yeah, you'd think so. Like they kept yeah. they kept making it look like they're having a single high safety, but then they started bringing it more. Well, and they know, would they would like rotate and, into two higher. They would rotate yeah. into like the other side single yeah. high. A lot it, of it because yeah. it has to be like as the ball is being snapped. Yeah, like it, because that's something where Stafford is able to get up and you know adjust for coverages that he sees. Like you can't tip your your hand to a guy like Stafford, like any veteran quarterback, like they've yeah. seen everything. So you, you have to be very careful how you disguise things and just make them second guess. And Stafford will give you chances. Like if you make it like he, you know, he's going to think that something's there and he loves that back shoulder, you know, kind of comeback route. Like he loves that ball, like 15, 20 yards downfield. He, he loves that 40 yard bomb, kind of like 500 dead or alive. Yeah. Just whoever's out where there it makes announcers second guess if he's hurt. Yeah. like it, It's something where he'll just get, he'll give you chances. And that's something that if the Bengals capitalize, 
I really like their chances. I, I think this is actually going to be a very entertaining game. Like I, I'm going to be shocked if it's a blowout one way or the other. I'm, I, I just don't Fingers see crossed. it. Fingers crossed. Like I, we have, we've Knock actually, what if you're with, oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, not no, anymore. Not anymore. No. We, I'd we've like been, to retract my we've been very, very fortunate. The last handful of Super Bowls have been very entertaining. The exception, like last year's probably the last one that was like a blowout, you know, quote unquote. Yeah. With that, but like with a team like the chiefs, you could never like call them out of it. No, I kept watching. I did too. Like yeah. I'm like, I feel like it's gonna be close. Like they're gonna they're gonna come right back into it. We saw it literally. You have to see like the Mahomes like sideways body throw. Yeah, yeah. There's all like, kinds of stuff going doing, on. You know, making ridiculous throws. But yeah. I don't know. I I I think the Bengals are gonna come ready to play, and that's where. Do you want to go into predictions? Yeah. Huh? So so in terms of the experts like espn came out with where they pulled experts where they pulled i think it was how many was it uh 35 what's 35 plus 29 what is that it's 64 60 what 35 29 yeah 64 64. yeah 64 how Um, dare you question well I, i was reading something wrong 64 so 64 various experts whether that was beat writers for the team for espn or like beat writers for the team shouldn't be allowed. Well, no, no, no. Well, it was like all teams. Oh, it was. Okay. They did have. I didn't see the Rams. <laughs> we asked one. all the Bengals beat writers who was I was looking. Win. I was looking. I didn't see the Rams, but the Bengals one did go in there. Okay. Um, but there was a bunch of guys, like a bunch of like you know talking yeah. heads, analysts, reporters, all over the place. So it was basically losers. Whole, yeah. Just the media. Yeah. Um. So thirty-five of the sixty-four predicted the Rams to win. Um, cu- couple ranging in, in score. A lot of them, there are a handful of multiple scores, but for the most part, pretty close. Uh, and then 29 pick the Bengals. I feel like that's closer than I thought it would be. I thought it would be a little more lopsided Rams. Yeah. I think a lot of people are swept up in the, the romanticism of the Bengals, you know, yeah. like the Cinderella. Story. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's true. Cause like, I, I, I'm sure like they're like us being like, I keep counting them out but they keep winning. Hey, hey, they're not like us. We're better. We're, we're better than them. Yeah. We don't get paid to do this yeah. it's for the love of the game. <laughs> um, all right. What do you, what do you think for this game? I, so, so I, like I kind of said it's at two, the top, yeah, two schools of thought here. Yeah. And I, and I, but going back and forth and it actually hasn't been so much like logic based as the opposite where, I was like, man, I really, I want the Bengals to win and I can see a path. And then I thought, but if I predict it, they're going to lose. Yeah. And so this is kind of a mental health journey for me. I'm going to go with my gut and I'm going to take the Bengals and try to prove to myself that the universe doesn't give a shit what I say to this microphone. <laughs> and I know it's going to come back to haunt me and, and my superstition is going to get just worse. Okay. But that's, that's where I'm going with it. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Wait, so you went with the Bengals? Yes. Okay. Oh, God. No, I don't want to do it because... Do it. I was hoping that we wouldn't do both. All right. So here's my th- here's my thought process. Mm-hmm. I I was wrong. I picked against the Bengals, against the Chiefs. We both did. Um, Correct. But... We both had them in that game. But we Credit did... Credit to us. But we did... I did pick the Bengals over the Titans, which... Was an upset. I mean, it was a four versus one. So are you going to go every Tennessee. other? Like I'm going to go every other. Yeah, all right. I am going to pick the Bengals to win. Um, You didn't give a score. I'm going to, I haven't oh, really shit, thought too yeah. much about it, but I'm going to give my score prediction is going to be 
34 to 31 with McPherson hitting a game-winning field goal. I'm going to say 31-27. Okay. I I like that. That that's usually what I lean I, on. I love I love the four point because yeah. it means that's that where you got some drama. That's where I usually yeah. lean on. But I feel like what we're gonna see is the Bengals getting to um I don't know. I, I think both teams I think I see them getting both to 31, whether it's who gets what yeah. where. Also, I, my, my 31 is one touchdown and eight field goals. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do I got the I'm gonna have what happen is the Bengals will come back and tie it at 31 mm-hmm. Stafford will have his, you know, culmination drive. Oh yeah. His career in this his moment. career in his yeah. moment drive. And he's going to try to force a ball to Cooper cup to Odell Beckham Jr. No, no come on. For- Let's combine them. <laughs> force it to Cooper cup because he's so reliant on him. And we saw it with the interception that he threw against mm-hmm. the Niners where he tried to force a ball to Cooper cup. How about how about he's forcing a ball to Cooper Cup and Odell is like running a shallower route and like tips it in his own like oh effort. he's like I got he's it. like oh it's to me yeah, yeah and that's the problem no, I'm gonna have it where Von <laughs> Bell who has been a sneaky defensive MVP for this Bengals team this year especially in the playoffs is going to make a great read on the ball and intercept it and Joe Burrow is gonna get them into field goal range and Evan McPherson because. Of course he is. Yeah. Is going to drill the game winning field goal. That's what I think is going to happen. I think that's going to be that would be the the absolute best. I mean it, it gives you I, it's we're going to see drama. I think and I'm I'm you know, I hope I'm right. I hope it maybe actually it doesn't come down to it because it's me stressful. But like based I, on it, it, it doubt the narrative would be so perfect. Yeah, and it's so I, perfect. I mean, I guess speaking to our own little little wish list here, you know, I selfishly want OBJ to get hit in the face with like 10 balls and not catch any of them. <laughs> Just to validate <laughs> my take, he's been really solid for them in the playoffs too. I mean, like he's know. been he's been really good in the playoffs. I think I think he's overrated just because he played in I got in Cleveland and and everyone feels so sorry for. Does this sound familiar to you? No. Oh, it's it's your Matt Stafford take, but it's about uh, a guy who's actually washed. Well, like, and that's the thing too. Like the, uh, the media narrative around OBJ is vastly different than Matt now, Stafford. Now, now I will say, you know, the awards are, uh, I guess, tonight. If you're listening to this on Thursday, uh, Dad of the Year, gotta go to OBJ's dad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it, it's it's gotta be like, what what a moment for him. To, yeah, to get it. Like, you just gonna be like, all right, guys, here's what you gotta do. This this is how you get. Your well, son. Did you see him talking to Debo after the NFC championship? Yeah. 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 And like, <laughs> you know, they were talking about like video editing software. Yeah. Um. All right. I don't, I don't think I have anything left for this game. I feel like we've talked enough about it. No. Yeah. I mean, we, we've hit the, we've hit the one hour mark for one game. So it's definitely <laughs> yeah. the, the second most in depth we've been this year after dissecting the Packers loss in the playoffs. Hey, well, um, let's go back to that game. Yeah, right, so, so, here's what so the real issue. So Alan Lazard, right? He's wide open. Wide open. And Rodgers goes, nah, Devontae down there somewhere. Let me just throw it to Rogers him. Rodgers goes, you know what? We need seven, but 45 is greater than seven. <laughs> yeah. Even though he had Lazard for probably at least 25. Like, like 30, yeah. Probably more. Like like his own zip. Chance to score. It's fine. It's it is fine. It is. All right. Um, I'm I'm sad because this is the last, last preview of the season. I feel like it was a longer season technically, but it went by kind well, of fast. And here's here's kind of a, a nice little little punctuation mark. Not quite uh with this episode, but with so this episode here that we're you know doing our preview for the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, 
is number 99 of all time. Yep. And so that means that our Super Bowl recap yeah. is going to be, and it's going to be kind of the final season. And then we're going to go into the off season and start a, yep. season five of the podcast. Yeah. So our final episode of this season is going to be number 100. Yeah. And that is, that's just, uh, it's it just worked. It, it, the fact that it worked out that way. It's a good thing we started in like it, week 10 it, when it, we first yeah. started this. Thing. It's also good that we like definitely like skipped like a Thanksgiving week and some shit like that, yeah. like years ago. The and way just for this to work perfectly. Out, like, yeah. Just, we wow. did the math. Pa- past Adam and Kevin were just on it. Like, yeah. Just and then, and then, we, and then we panicked in the middle of the season when we were like, the math doesn't work and we had to upload quick a, a live pregame thing. <laughs> yeah. and, and I mean, it was, it's been a roller coaster, but we managed to hit this right on the nose. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of third and forever presented by 10,000 takes. You can go to their website at 10 K takes MN.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10 K takes, you could also find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever 10 K where we post our episodes each week, as well as clips from the episodes, um, other content, everything related to the NFL, whether that's memes, reactions, highlights, Whatever you want, NFL related, everything. everything. You can also find uh, links to Kevin and I's and even Jake's socials on there as well, where we're a little more active, a little more biased, a little more emotional. Even Jake? What is Jake Lesser? Yeah, well, you you know, it's... I guess he gets less airtime. Less airtime. And so, uh, as I mentioned before... And he's not fucking here. Yeah, we're we're, we're, (laughs) we're without producer Jake. um, But he'll be back next week, as well as Kevin and myself, to recap and talk all about Super Bowl 56. Uh, I've been your host, Adam. Joins always by my co-host, Kevin. Kevin, final word. Good day. Good day.